0: Welcome to another edition of Player Interviews presented by Inside the Hashes. My name is Juan Pablo Gordon Camargo, and today we're talking to Helix High School cornerback Jaden Brown. And in talking with Brown, we broke down his versatility as a defensive back, how he models his game after a premier corner in Los Angeles, and what he's looking for in a college program. And with all that said, let's jump into it. I want to ask you, do you happen to know Jesse Campbell, a wide receiver?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Actually that's, that's funny, because like I
0: actually interviewed him like last week,
1: yeah, yeah, we're actually like long time friends, like I've known him for a while um went to middle school together, and yeah, we' actually
0: known each other for a long time, Wow, and like I know you're like the d b he's the wide receiver, so I guess y'all yeah. are facing each other constantly, I assume um
1: yeah, we used to um yeah, and like you said we uh went to middle school together, we played youth, um obviously we were in the same. City. So we played youth each other all the time. Um, but, yeah, so we've always been kind of close to each other. And, obviously, with, you know, recruiting everything, we've been, you know, keeping in contact.
0: Do you guys, like, plan to, like, go to, like, the same school together? Or, like, like like what's like, do you guys have, like, that kind of aim?
1: Yeah, yeah, like, stuff like that. Like, we'll be, like, um, oh, have you talked to this coach? Or, um, like, stuff like that. Um, talked about, like, the future and possibly playing together. And that's always, you know, something that as kids – you you kind of you know dream about being able to play with your friend. That's something you always you know talk about. But yeah, yeah. So you know, me and him, um, you know, I've been kind of dreaming about playing ball since you know little kids, and you know, finally, you know, almost here.
0: You know, the talk I had with him was you know really re- really insightful. He's a great kid overall, and I'm glad to hear you speak so highly of him. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. um, aside, aside from that, man, how you doing? Like, how's everything out in California? Family doing okay? <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, my family's doing good right now. Um, my brother, my brother's uh, first kid actually had their
0: her first birthday yesterday. So, um, yeah, so we're all broad, doing pretty good right now. Oh, like her first birthday. So you have you have a niece? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So oh. um, yeah, my my niece's birthday. Um, so we got to get out, um, go to the beach. So, you know, obviously with the, with the COVID stuff um, in California, they're you know, a little bit stricter with everything. So that's how I went with that. But, you know, we got to, you know, do our social distancing and still, you know, be together.
0: California beaches, I imagine even going on the pandemic is so worth it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, cause yeah cause usually,
1: you know, there's a lot of people out there, but um, we went to the Bay, so there wasn't really that many people. So we didn't have to worry about you know, being around too many people, so, yeah, we had a
0: good time. All right, man. All right, so, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad everyone's staying safe, and uh, happy birthday to your niece, man. Yeah, thank you. Okay. No problem. All right, so, I uh, want you to do me a favor, and I want you to kind of evaluate yourself as a, as a player for me. Like, how would you define yourself as a defensive back? Um, you know, I think
1: I would consider you know, myself versus versatile defensive back, um, you know, I play corner as my, my first position, but so, you know, I feel like I have pretty good, you know, man coverage. But at the same time, um, I like to tackle. So, you know, like my high school does, you know, they put me at the safety spot um, to where I can move into the box and get into the run game. So I think it just kind of makes me, you know, a little more versatile. Um, and i could have to do a little bit more from the safety and the, the corner. And I think that's kind of been a big part of my – you know, recruiting is because I could play. You know, multiple positions, um, and because there's five DBs on the field at one time, um, I feel like I can play every one of them. So. so, yeah, that's what I feel like. You know, me in my position, what I am in my position.
0: So your high school plays a lot of nickel. This is kind of what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we run, we run nickel. Um, we run a couple of different things. So, and then there are a lot of college packages, you know, um, there's, there's five DBs, so. So yeah, so me playing um, safety and, and corner, um, I think you know, it was good for preparing me, being that, you know, it was such a high-valued position at the next level.
0: Whenever I'm evaluating corners, I kind of put them under two characteristics. You have your Richard Sherman corners, which are the cover corners. that usually hang out on the one side but do a great job in manning their zone. And then you have the Darrell Rivas-style corners, which are the, the following the best receiver, man-on-man coverage, shutdown corner. Which one would you say you fall under, a cover corner or a man-on-man corner?
1: Um, honestly, you know, last year, I think – I proved, you know, on film that I was a cover corner um, with my team, and we did a lot of stuff like that, like, I'll I'll go to the boundary when we're playing, you know, top guys, and, you know, kind of have to follow them around, or we'll do, we'll do, like, this thing called shadow, where, you know, when we're playing a guy that's obviously, you know, um, better than the rest of the receivers, you know, I'll go, and I'll, um, you know, shadow him across the field, so. Make sure that he's not, you know, having a, a good game on us. Um, so yeah, you know, I think I'm, I'm, you know, that style. But at the same time, you know, last year I tried to, you know, uh, focus on the off season on bettering my zone coverage. So, you know, when I go to the next level, I can, I can cover in man to man, and they can put me at corner man to man. But at the same time, if I have to play, you know, a safety spot or something where I have to use more zone reads or things like that. Um, I could still
0: do that. You you just mentioned a little bit about, like, you know, having to go into safety. Uh, A lot of people don't realize, like, playing safety and playing cornerback are very different. Like, they they look similar, but they're very different skill sets. Can you kind of, like, break down the difference between playing safety versus playing corner and how you feel about playing dual positions? Yeah, so corner,
1: um, you know, they're different because, you know, corner is harder, but it's easier at the same time. Um, it's harder in the in the fact that you're one on one. You don't really have help most of the time. And then when you're a boundary corner, you know you're you're the last guy to You know, you know a lot of guys. You know, linebackers they have you know the DBs behind them to cover their back. You know, linemen they have the, the linebacker behind them to cover their back. But you know, the the corners they have the, the end zone behind them. So you know they have a big you know responsibility um, in that aspect. But you know for the technical part of it, you know, corners pretty easy because you have to, you have to cover, you know, most of the time it's just cover the man in front of you and it's man. But that safety is a little bit different because you, know, you kind of have to see the entire field and you have to kind of read everything as it happens. So, you know, let's say there's motions coming across or things like that, or there's audible from the offense or the formation is changing. Safety has to be able to pick everything up and, voice a call and all of the above, you know at, you know lightning speed. Over this corner, you kind of just kind of just lock in and you kind of you know judge your receiver and you kind of guard the whole game. you know sake you gotta do a lot more moving around and and kind of gotta think a little bit more.
0: Often they say that either the middle linebacker or the the high safety, either like the strong. I think it's the, the free safety is often like the uh, the 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 quarterback of the of, of the defense. Which one would you say is more accurate? That the safety is the quarterback or the linebacker is?
1: I say you know the, the linebacker. You know the linebacker is in the mix of everything. So you know and they call the plays. So I think the linebacker is you know the quarterback of the defense. But I, I do say that the, the safety. Has, has a big responsibility too. So, you know, if there was a, if there was a co-quarterback, I think that's what that's where they would um, fall in just because, you know, the safety obviously have to give their calls to the linemen. You know, they have to make numerous calls, you know, but at the same time, you know, the, the safety has to pick up the linebackers' calls and make a second call. So, you know, they're both, you know, very important. You know, have a big role, you know, and definitely have to be vocal
0: um, on the field. Say you were to make the switch from the, from corner to safety, where would you fall with regards to a specific position? Would you be the strong safety, kind of like creeping into the box, looking to make the tackle and the hard, and the hard hit? Or more of the free safety that's kind of single, high, uh, offers like extra help insurance for the linebackers?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, last year, you know, I actually played you know, corner the whole, most of the year. And then our safety um, actually went out um, and got hurt so you know, I had to come in and I played you know the down safety um rather than the high safety and basically um yeah I played kind of like a slot corner type and I would play man on the slots a lot of the times or I'd come into the boxing and fit into the run um versus being like over the top and covering obviously giving the corners and stuff and help like that so um, at the same time um with our defense, you know, most of the time we can go left to right rather than going down to high. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if um, if need be, you know, I could go to the high safety um, when it's when flow takes me that way on my side. But, you know, if there's a receiver on my side, I could also be, you know, man coverage or, or zone coverage. So, yeah.
0: You talked about playing in the slot, like a, a lot of people often don't know that it's a lot harder to play in the slot, especially because a lot of the receive, a lot of slot receivers are shifty, quick, and yeah. light-footed. So, how, like, can you compare? Like, what do you feel like it's easier to play, the outside corner at the boundary, or slot where you have to take care of the inside?
1: Yeah, they're definitely you know they're different. You know, every uh, both of them have their differences. You know, a corner you're mostly covering much taller guys a lot of guys six foot and above. So, you know, you're going to have to be a little bit, you know, um, more physical, you know, to kind of keep up with them. But um, you're, they're usually not as fast for the most part. So you kind of have to judge your game by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say at uh, slot, you know, slots are a lot smaller and a lot quicker. So you kind of have to play them, you know, differently than, than the other ones. But, um, you know, I say, you know, in my personal opinion, slots are, you know, in today's game, you know, kind of the... Position that always be um, kind of a, a big key, and you know, like safeties, you know, having to cover slots, you know, I think that's probably one of the hardest, you know, positions mm-hmm. um, just because of how, you know, fast they are. You know, a lot of the times they're in motion and they're doing motion stuff, and you know, you kind of have to pick it up on the fly. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, the slot corner, and I think that's why, you know, the slot corner and, and DBs are so valuable just because of how. You know efficient you know slot receivers are um in today's game but uh, yeah of course uh corner will always be you know difficult because you're covering man to man but you know slot receivers are, are tough to tough to cover
0: we talked about like the variety of positions that you're able to play, but if you were to like really like wanted to to like settle down what where are you most comfortable um
1: honestly, you know i I, I have my first love for corner because you know, I love to cover but at the next level, you know, I like I like safety just because, you know, you get to do a little bit more, you get to be in the mix, you get to, you know, make calls, you get to move around, you get to tackle um corner, yeah, you're locked up on a on the island. Um, you know, it's fun, you get a lot of a lot of rise from it, but you know, safety you get to kinda of be the leader of a defense. So, you know, that's something that, you know, I see myself getting into I'm a little bit more and trying to better myself at.
0: So I know COVID hasn't really made things easier with regards to to try to, to, to stay fit. So how have you been able to adjust your training to the pandemic and what have you been able to get done?
1: My offseason this year has definitely been, been different than, you know, it would have been. Um, you know, we had actually planned to, you know, take visits and, you know, be doing seven on seven and stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously being able to get working with my team, but, uh, you know, obviously we haven't been able to do that, so. You know, I've been doing a lot of, like, Zoom workouts and stuff like that, you know, through the web, you know, with my team, which has been something that's definitely, you know, weird, um, something weird to get used to, but, you know, it's something that, you know, we've been having to do. I've also, you know, not a lot with my dad, you know, he's been, you know, a big part of, you know, my success and making me the athlete that I am, Um, you know, being that, you know, I'm not always going to have coaches with me. I'm not always going to have 7-on-7 coaches. Um, you know, he's always been that, you know, personal coach that's made me better. Yeah, you know, my offseason has been something that's been different. But, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a lot of players better, and some players, you know, it's going to make them
0: worse. So. And what, what exactly have you been doing? Diff- like, you said that you've been doing it differently uh, with your training with your dad. What does he have you doing exactly?
1: Yeah, so you know he uh you know takes me out. We do a lot of speed workouts, you know, explosion things. He he has weights at the house, so you know he has me you know do different you know weight workouts. You know a lot of things you know specific to you know me and what what I need to get better at. Versus you know if I was at school, you know I'd be doing the same workouts. You know everybody else is doing you know good workouts, but you know. It's, you know, just work that, you know, is is normal, but, you know, being that it's very personal, it's very keen into, you know, what what I have to, you know, improve on, um, doing like a lot of speed work, things like that, so, that's why, you know, I just feel that it's been, it's been a different, you know, it's a bit different, but, um,
0: so you said improve on your speed. You mean get? You mean just just get faster in general, or like try to get a little quicker when it comes to when a, a receiver cuts? Like, what do you mean by improving your speed?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, basically just you know getting faster in general. Um, we've been doing a lot of like stuff like that. You know, he has me you know run miles, um, things like that. Um, but yeah, he's just you know always been you know when I, when I even when I want to be lazy and I want to. You know, sit at home and and not do anything. You know, he's always you know kind of challenging me, and he makes it where like, oh, if you get you know a deck of cards in, um, you know a deck of cards is basically you just do, you know, all the 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 number of you know the uh, numbers in a, a deck of cards. Um,
0: he would you know,
1: challenge me to, yeah, so he would challenge me to do like a deck of cards in a day, or ask, oh, can you do two decks of cards in a day? You know, kind of makes it like that, and it's made my off season, um, you know, pretty unique. And you know, it's been pretty good, you know, I've been able to gain some weight, um, mm-hmm. and all of the above. So I been pretty good.
0: Weight, like muscle wise, just to, like build up the mass.
1: Yes, yes. So you know, I started off, um, you know, I gained probably around you know fifteen pounds over the off season, which is you know a lot better than I was, you know, coming into the off season. Because um, I actually had lost, you know, some weight, you know, not working out uh, through, you know, the last summer because I was injured, with a, um, my arm was injured. So, um, you know, being able to get this, this off work working and get, be able to gain my weight back and all the above so that, you know, when the season starts, you know, I'm, I'm primed and ready, you know, it's, it's pretty good.
0: I know that, you know, oftentimes when you're trying to get stronger and faster, it also makes you liable to, like, much more contact and also... Uh, liable to injury, so what have you been doing to kind of try try to avoid being injury-prone for, for the upcoming season?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. I've just obviously been, you know, just training my body to, you know, be stronger, you know, trying to eat right, um, things like that, you know, so I'm not worrying about injuries. You know, I had, you know, hand injuries. You know, I've been doing physical therapy, you know, for the past year, you know, making sure so that when, at the end of the day, there's nothing that Somebody can look at me and say, okay, well, he's a liability because his hand is hurt or he's a liability because his knee is hurt. So, you know, obviously, have been doing a lot of strength work and, you know, stretching and all that to make sure that, you know, I'm not pulling muscles and I'm not, you know, doing things that are going to get me to miss miss time. And that's the one thing that I don't want to be, yeah, like I said before, a reason to, to not be on the field, you know, being injured. You know, if a guy's better than me, okay, but... You know, me not being out there because of something that, um, just you know, because of me because you know I'm injured. You know, I don't want that to be the case ever. So, you know, just trying to stay healthy for the season. That's, that's the number one part. I
0: know that in in your in your huddle film, I saw you uh, pull off this crazy spin move on the way to a touchdown. I think it was a punt return, was yeah. it or a, a pick six? Like, so you got yeah, yeah. so you got like crazy agility. Um so I wanted to ask like um building your speed and building like your muscle mass up are you do you feel like you'll still be able to maintain that that agility that flexibility that you're uh capable of yeah
1: yeah um yeah, that's actually a a good question um when yeah yeah like you said you know whenever you gain weight you you risk you know losing that that outer part uh, and you know gaining weight you know gaining um the weight that I did you know working out after that. You know you definitely feel a little bit heavier you're a little bit more winded so and you know that 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 tr- comes into you know your training too you know when you're when you're eating and you're gaining weight you know okay i gotta do a little bit work a little bit harder in my cardio um to make sure that you know i'm balancing my speed with the weight that i'm gaining so when i come back i'm not coming back slow and heavy and i'm coming back you know bigger stronger faster you know all of the above so you kind of have to tone everything in together and you know with the you know the the weight program, you know, that I've been doing and, you know, my dad kinda, you know, pushing, hey, go, let's go <clears throat> let's go on a mile or um let's do this deck, you know, making sure so that, you know, every aspect of me um is toned. Um yeah, I think that's, you know, gonna be super effective.
0: And you talk about bettering yourself often, that is to like look to like the top players in prof- in pro football especially. And I know that uh coach mm-hmm. sent you like a like an email saying that during the offseason he wants you to kind of like watch video and take notes and practice and train. Who do you try to model your game after? Like who do you watch on YouTube to try to perfect your skills?
1: Um, you know, yeah, coming into my season uh, playing corner, um, I looked at, you know, Jalen Ramsey a lot just because of, you know, how, you know, he played physical at the corner position and he's kind of big. Um, compared to you know the other receivers most apart so he kind of always uses his physicality um to his advantage um especially at the DB position you know a lot of DBs um are soft in my opinion so I think if you if you are at DB and you challenge you know receivers um it makes it a lot a lot more difficult for them so and that's what I liked in jenna ramsey's game so that's you know kind of who I like to model my game after but um you know, he was a he's a corner, so you know I started to look at more slot. I mean, more safety guys and stuff, and and how they play. And yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that are that are solid, and I kind of you know model my game after. But you know, I just kind of try to be myself.
0: I think I misheard. Okay. Did you say that a lot of most a lot of DBs are solid or soft? I didn't really like understand.
1: I said soft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you mean by soft, man? Like that's interesting that you say that.
1: That's not. I think it's, you know, in my opinion. Um, just because, you know, with the DB position, you're not doing too much tackling. You know, a lot of guys, they expect you to cover. They say, well, you're supposed to cover. You you're not supposed to tackle. Um, you're not supposed to be doing too much touching, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, a lot of cover guys, you know, they cover, but they don't, you know, get in the mix. So, I think, you know, at corner, um, I think, you know, Jalen Arms does this a lot. When you're able to come into the box and make tackles, you um, and make tackle behind the line of scrimmage and be able to challenge the wide receiver and be physical with the wide receiver, it makes it difficult for wide receivers because, you know, a lot of corners, you know, don't do that. Um, you know, a lot of corners play off man or, you know, or end zone. And those are good, you know, uh, good coverages because those are good coverages to learn at the corner. But but being able to, you know, challenge the wide receiver is, a, uh, I think, an important part Um, And you can, you know, determine the game. Especially, you know, big games playing against good guys.
0: It's funny that you actually bring up Jalen Ramsey because, you know, he is one of the most notorious trash talkers in the league. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, a part of playing a corner is not just the physical side of it, like you mentioned, but the mental side too. And having to have, like, that mentality of I'm the best and I can be your your best because, like, that's what it takes to play the position. Do you kind of, like in that sense also model yourself after Ramsey. Like do you trash talk on the field is what I'm saying.
1: I think, you know, at the D B position, you know, that's something that, you know, kinda comes with the comes with the position because you're in a spot where you're gonna be tested the whole game. You know, other positions you you're tested, you know, most plays you have your plays, you know, they have to call your number um for the most part offense they have to call your number a linebacker, you're tested, but you know, you're not you're not, you know, about giving up touchdowns every play but you know you're getting tested every play you're guarding one guy or a few guys for the whole play so you get a lot of face-to-face contact i think you know obviously it's important to you know you know trash talking is you know i think it's a it's a big part of the game just because you know i don't think see that's bad thing but it's just you know two players you know competing and you know it gets you better and it keeps you on edge And at the DB position, it's something that you have to have because you have to have a short memory. You have to have the idea that nobody can cover me. If you're a quarterback and you're going into the game thinking, that oh, this receiver is going to score a touchdown on me this play or this receiver is better than me, and you say that to yourself, then you shouldn't be out there. So you should automatically always say to yourself, oh, I'm better than you. Oh, you're not going to catch anything. And even if you do say it to that person, and you tell them, oh, you're not gonna catch anything. Um, I think that just you know goes with your confidence, and confidence is a big you know thing for DBs. And I think that's a pretty big important uh, thing for them.
0: I know when we start before the interview started, we were talking a little bit about how like you know, you and Jesse like wide receiver versus DB, always competing with each other. How 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 far has that competition taken between the two of you? Where like you know it's number one wide receiver versus number one defensive back, like. Who wins most of the time between you two?
1: Um, we haven't, you know, covered each other in a while. But, you know, obviously, in, in my opinion, I'm going to say that, you know, I get the best of him for the most part. And <laughs> I, I, I feel, you know, pretty strongly about that. But, you know, he, he's a dog. <clears throat> he's a dog, too. You know, I can't take anything away from him. So, you know, if he, you know, gets his catches, you know, he's going to make plays, too, because um, he's an athlete. So, you know, whenever I'm covering good guys, you know I know I'm gonna do I'm gonna do me but they're gonna make plays. and you know the thing about you know DB is you have to have a short memory because you know you could you could give be one play but you know if you if you lock them up the rest of the game
0: then you know that's 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 you doing your job so Not... yeah, that's kind of how I think of it all right. Um. Let, let's let's move a little bit more into like more of the mental aspect where you're where so specifically when you're watching film and you're like studying for your opponent. What do you look for as a cornerback or the safety defensive back in general? What do you look for um, in your opponent when you're studying them?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I do a lot of this. You know, before you know we play games, um, we go on you know, max preps and see the receivers you're gonna cover. Um, you know, obviously, first off, you look at height and you look at speed. Um, just because you know those are the first you know things that are gonna make kind of you understand what kind of game you're gonna have with the receiver. So you see a speed. If you're looking at a four-four-three guy, four-four guy, you're gonna know okay. Well, I can't let him get too much free space because I know that he's you know probably faster than me. If you say oh, I'm going against a guy that's you know six-five, you know okay, I'm probably gonna have to be a bit more physical with them because I know that if I give him some space, he's going to out-physical me. Um, so, yeah, so you kind of look at things like that. Uh, you look at, you know, the type of off- offense they're running, um, see what kind of routes they're going to be running. You know, is, is he going to be running a lot of fades? Is going to be running a lot of slants? Um, and then you kind of, you know, kind of judge, you know, what kind of game you think you're going to have. And you kind of judge, you know, all the games that he's had before. You kind of judge what kind of game playing you think they're having you know and a lot of times if you're the number one corner um they're not going to be throwing to you all the time and they're going to be throwing to the other side all the the time so um that kind of you know plays a big role also but yeah you know i kind of try to study all the receivers that i'm going to go against just so that you know when when he motions to my side i'm not like oh i've never seen this guy before i don't know who what his speed is i don't know if he can catch or not But, you know, if somebody motions to your side and you say, hey, i seen this guy on film, he runs, you know, a 4-4, then you know, all right, then I should cover him this way. Um, Yeah, that's why I feel like watching film is a big part of football and one of the most important things um, besides, you know, the, the physical aspect of it
0: you talk about being physical against like faster guys to try to slow them down at the line. But, off, but since football evolved to be more of a passing game, so like PI is always a major concern for DB. So how do you kind of try to balance maintaining physicality without getting called for it?
1: Yeah. You know, that's something that, um, you know, DBs are always going to have to deal with. Um, my offense is always going to get, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah. You know, DBs just have to kind of learn how to, how to be uh, physical enough to, to you know, slow the receiver down, but at the same time, you know, try to stay legal so that you're not worrying about, you know, 15 yards. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like um, a lot of my DB coaches say, you know, if you're in a position where you're guarding a receiver and you're you're in a position to where you think that he's gonna, you know, score a touchdown or something like that, you know, getting a pass interference, you know, isn't the isn't the end of the isn't the end of the game. You know, they will take you know, 15 yards over six points. You know, any day of the any day of the week. So you know, as a DB, you kind of just have to gauge. Um, you know, the refs are the refs letting us play this game. If the refs are letting us play, then you know, I kind of do my thing. But the refs are not letting us play, and they're kind of being, you know, way straight by the book. Then you know, you kind of have to judge it by that, and you know, kind of go accordingly. But yeah, I think I think that you know, physicality and you know, pass interferences, you know, they definitely go together. So. You kind of have to, you know, tone down physicality a little bit. But at the same time, still, you know, try
0: to, try to work it into your game. Speaking of coaches, uh, talk to me about Coach Berlin and um, what's the influence he's had on your development.
1: Uh, since my, my sophomore year, um, playing for Mikasi, uh, you know, he's just been, you know, right there, you know, took this in. You know, he uh, worked with my brother when he played for Makasi. He worked with, you know, former Healist guys playing for them. And then, you know, for me, you know, I played, you know, until my sophomore year, you know, got to get a lot of run and, you know, a lot of experience, you know, playing 7-on-7. You know, a lot of guys, a lot of coaches, you know, I've heard, you know, sometimes talk about about 7-on-7 just because people can lose a lot of, you know, the stuff they learned in high school when going to a, you know, a travel team. But I think, you know, Relaine did a good job of, you know, Prepping us so that we're not we're not coming in like I'm not coming into them learning a whole new defense and everything you know I'm just kind of sharpening my tools of what I already know and kind of just you know putting it on the field so I think you know him you know, since my sophomore year my junior year you know every off season, you know being there putting in the hours with us you know in the sun you know at the colleges you know doing workouts and stuff like that getting us better going up to tournaments going to college trips, stuff like that, what he's been doing for us. Um Mekasi, you know, has been great. Um, In addition, you know, he's been, you know, my number one, you know, recruiter in terms of, like, trying to get me out there from school, sending film out and everything. I think, you know, that's just kind of, you know, at Mekasi, you know, he's just kind of built a good so that, you know, a lot of our guys are getting looks and stuff like that. So, so, yeah, you know, keeping us, you know, good and sharp, you know, before the season so that we can go play our seasons and compete, you know, is always, is always good.
0: You, said, you talk a lot about, like, you know, tr- you know, how a coach, like, prepped you and is and, and training you and and getting you ready not only for, like, the season but for a college career. And, you know, that must take, like, you know, also having to fight through adversity. And I saw, like, in some of my research that, you had you had a, a torn ACL I think a year or two back. Um, yes. Can you kind of like take me back on what happened that that landed you with that injury and how you were able to come back from it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that happened. You know, my my freshman
1: year, um, and and it kind of it kind of kind of humbled me a lot, um, because people don't people don't think about you know obviously walking every day. Um, people don't people take it for granted. So. You know, when I when I tore my ACL, I, I didn't expect it at all. You know, when I went to the doctor, they said um, I was expecting, you know, a, a sprain. And I said, oh, yeah, you're, uh, your ACL is torn. When do you want to schedule your surgery? And I'm like, whoa, like, I, 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 that's, you know, something I never heard before. So, you know, when that happened, you know, it kind of kind of humbled me. But, you know, doing that game of surgery, you know, it kind of put me in a position to where, you know, I was in the bed you know, most of the day, and it made me go into, you know, a dark place because, you know, I, would, I didn't have football on my side, so, you know, it, it was kind of a tough a tough time for me when I did that, you know, being injured, not being able to go to games, not being able to, you know, do stuff, but um, what I can say is, you know, once, you know, I did, you know, start to, you know, recover, start to get my brace on, start being able to do physical therapy, you know, it, it put something in my in my, in my brain that, you know, I think I never would have gotten without getting hurt. Um, I think it just, you know, put like a different type of drive in me and, you know, in the weight room and physical therapy, you know, I was always, you know, putting 110% in because I knew that, you know, this injury, it can't hold me back. You know, when I, when I'm playing, you know, I can't have that, oh, he's hurt. So he's not, he can't go in because he's hurt. You know, I never wanted that to be a reason why I wasn't playing. And, you know, it was going to be my sophomore year on varsity. You know, I was trying to, you know, make the team before, you know, trying to make a starting spot, but I was trying to make the team. And, um, you know, recovering from an injury, you know, it was supposed to be a a one-year, one-to-a-half-year, one-to-one-and-a-half-year recovery process. And I was about, you know, um, nine months in, and we were starting, you know, um, team stuff with varsity. And I was in a position to where I'm like, do I, do I play? Do I try and risk getting hurt again, um, like my physical therapist is telling me? Or do I just, you know, try to push through it and, 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 try, to, and try to work it out? And, you know, I did that, and, and I think it was very successful for me. Um, my sophomore year, you know, after overcoming the injury, um, I was able to earn a starting spot. And, you know, we went to the championship that year, so I was able to play in the championship. Um, you know, my junior year, obviously, being able to play in another championship, um, win a championship. Um, and I think, you know, that 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 having an injury, that being down and out kind of drive me and it kind of made me a better person because it taught me how to, you know, overcome adversity and and push. Even when everybody tells you, oh, no, you're you're never going to get a starting spot or you're never going to um, – people always say, oh, once you turn an ACL, you're never going to play the same – and that's kind of a big thing that the doctors would tell me that kind of would make me feel kind of down, that I would never be able to, you know, get a college scholarship, things like that. So you know, once I got to, you know, get get through it and get back into the swing of things with football, it was, it was a pretty good experience.
0: And jumping into you said about college scholarships and recruiting, um, how has the ACL uh, kind of, like, been... Uh, uh, affecting your recruitment, your recruitship. I know you landed, I think, about six offers so far. But what have teams asked you about the about the knee? Uh,
1: yeah. So you know, they've um, asked about it a little bit. Um, but yeah. I've just been done done a lot of a lot of working out, a lot of a lot of rehab, you know, since the injury. So you know, I think they're they're confident that you know I should be, you know uh, recovered and, and a hundred percent, you know, I think that I'm, you know, a hundred percent. So I think they're, they're pretty confident in me and, you know, my knee. Um, and I think, you know, my senior year, I think I should be able to, you know, do a lot on offense and on defense. Um, so you know, I can, I can show, you know, to everybody that I'm, that I'm legit, you know, I can, I'm not, you know, injury prone, you know, even my, <clears throat> my junior year, um, I, I suffered an injury with my hands, um, I think that's always been, you know, something that's I felt has has held me back. Like I've always pushed through it. I've never sat a game for injury, but it's always kinda of been something that I felt, you know, helped me held me back. So I think, you know, coming into my senior year, you know, I'm gonna prove to everybody that, you know, I'm not and, you know, I can do i um, I can to uh, prove to everybody everything I can do. Like, you know, last year I I suffered with with hand injuries and you know, I played the whole season regardless, but you know I feel if I, if I was hundred percent, then I could have I could have been a lot better, so I think you know college coaches're obviously gonna see injuries on the on my uh resume and you know ask questions, but I think you know at the end of the day, you know with the work company and i should be I should be legit, but you know we're all and all in.
0: I know that you haven't been able to take visits because of covid with uh with a couple of colleges but uh, you have been in contact with a few uh, universities. Which ones have kind of stood out for you the most with regards to relationship and uh, attractiveness of the program?
1: Yes, you know, all of my, my offers, you know, they've been doing a, a great job, you know, reaching out all the time. You know, with San Diego State, you know, they are my first offer. Um, that coach I've actually, my, my family has known him for a while now. You know, we grew up grew up with him my oldest brother you know played youth ball with him and then obviously them being you know my hometown team you not know, seen the school all of the above so um, yeah they've just obviously been super you know supportive uh, since the beginning um, you know Fresno my hometown is from there I mean my my, my uh, a lot of my family my distant family is from there um, so they've been you know super super you know in contact and Always you know, up to speak with me and showing me, you know, the, the love. And, um, you know, UNLV is another program. You know, they're an upcoming program. You know, they they have a new coaching staff and they've been showing, you know, extreme amounts of love. You know, they're getting a new stadium um, and all the above. And, you know, a lot of the other schools, you know, in Hawaii, um, they're showing, you know, super amounts of love. And I love, you know, some, some schools, you know, obviously are going to have you know, the big names of the schools aren't, but, you know, I think one thing is, you know, getting a good relationship with coaching staff is a super big uh, part of, you know, choosing a college, and all the coaches that I'm talking to now, you know, are are great guys, and they're doing a good job, you know, recruiting, being that, you know, it's something different, you know, it's not something that they're used to, being that it's distant. Yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, going through all of it. Um, I definitely wish that Know, I had the opportunity to, to take visits and do things like that get the whole recruiting experience um, because I do feel that it's hard for you know a young athlete to to make a lifetime decision don't you know, when they haven't you know seen seen it they haven't uh, really got to you know dive into it yet like it's hard to commit to a new to live in a new state when you haven't you know visited there things like that. You know, I think all the coaches have been done a great job in you know, making me feel comfortable and, and uh, wanted by their programs. And, you know, this whole recruiting process has been, it's been super great.
0: You mentioned San Diego State, and I know that you mentioned that your mom was uh, an alum at San Diego State. Um, yeah. Has she told you anything about the program? Like, I know that you went to their games and you watched the Aztecs. Um, but like, has she like kind of given you like any insight into what the school is like and what to expect should you ever go to the campus? Um,
1: yeah, so she's obviously, you know, uh, weighed in on what things were like when she was there and, you know, the, the majors, you know, the academic parts, you know, the school vibes and stuff. And, um, you know, actually since, because we couldn't do, you know, an official visit, um, you know, we actually went over to state, um, with my mom. And dad and you know she kind of walked we walked around a little bit and she kind of walked me through able to say oh this is the you know the dining hall where you know a lot of students are going to be at or this is the the quad or, or whatever and she was able to you know kind of you know give me some some inside stuff you know that the coaches aren't you know telling me and I think that's obviously a, a like you know like she said you know she's going to be there. Their biggest recruiter, because, you know, she's, she went to school, and all the above, um, so yeah, so that's kind of what, you know, we know what her, what she is about it, and, you know, going to the, you know, unofficial, and walking around with her, um, you know, explaining everything, um, yeah, I think that's good, because, you know, it's different with, you know, a random person, you know, telling you to, telling you these things, um, but, you know, having your, your mom, Able would explain the things to you, and everything, and things that are gonna influence your future. Um, you know, it's it's, a, it's pretty cool having her being an alum there.
0: And I know, and I know that you also grew up loving uh, USC, specifically Reggie Bush, and that's also like one of the reasons you're at Helix in the first place because he's a graduate of of the school. Yeah. So, um, you know, what how would you feel if the Trojans were to extend you an offer?
1: Obviously, I, I feel. Extremely blessed um, because of you know that's a high you know caliber program. Yeah, and you know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have but I feel I feel shocked. I'm not be super happy, and I definitely you know consider consider going there. But you know um, you know as of now you know the schools that have offered me now are you know at the top of my top of my eyes. You know San Diego State. Um, they're you know one of the one of the big schools that um, at the top of my eyes just cause they've been, you know, connected with me since, you know, day one, you know, they our first offers. So I'm actually, you know, planning on committing, you know, sometime, you know, before my senior season. So, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my, uh, coaches, you know, they, uh, they're advising, you know, wait to commit. Um, because obviously you never know, you know, what other schools, you know, might reach out and things like that, but, um. My family, you know, what we're even gonna do with it. You know, we're just looking at the school that makes us feel the most. You know, at home, the school that makes us feel the most comfortable. And you know, we're gonna make our decision. You know, based off of that. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited about you know continuing the process of recruiting and you know making my decision and all the above and you know going through this whole you know college process. You know, it's something that you know I'm never gonna be able to do again. I'm definitely
0: taking advantage of it. I want to kind of wrap up with this final question. Um, you know, you, we talked about, like, um, uh, you know, how, how you have a love for, like, so, uh, for San Diego State and how, like, um, you want to find, like, the perfect uh, school program for you. Personally, if you were to describe it your ideal program, what would it need to have in order for you to consider fully committing to it with regards to, like, uh, you know, how you feel like you would fit, what the campus was like, the academics, like kind of like what are the traits you are looking for in a program to commit to?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, my, you know, academics are obviously going to be a huge part of it for, you know, my my mom's standpoint. Um, She's big on that kind of stuff. Um, so she's, you know, that's going to be her number one main thing. Um, you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm super family-oriented, so, you know, being able to have, you know, my family at, at my games is something, you know, important for me. Um, you know, in addition, you know, being at a school that is going to be able to, to, uh, to, you know, get you a good shot to, to make it, you know, uh, to be on TV, get you a good shot to get scouted, um, things like that, and be able to, you know, be in conference championships, um, things like that. So, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, factors when choosing a school. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I look at schools that, you know, are going to, are invested in me and I'm going to be able to succeed at, and, you know, schools that, that are going to work, you know, for, and that are going to be good choices for 40 years, you know, down the line and not just, you know, what I think is, is cool right now. So, yeah, when, you know, I think this is a big decision. And, you know, a lot of things, you know, play into, into making a decision of this caliber. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, the schools that are making me feel loved and I think I'm going to have the opportunity to play at and make a difference at um, is a school that I'll be, you know, shooting to further my education at.
0: Anything else you want to add before we wrap up?
1: You know, I'm just, you know, super excited for, you know, my senior season. I hope that you know they do have a senior season, um, because of the whole you know COVID thing. Yeah, and you know I'm just excited to know be out there with my my new team and be able to, you know, be the be the be the best team in San Diego and try to you know put us put us out there and and try to win another a championship. Um, that's obviously you know one of my goals. Um, yeah, you know I think you know thank you for for having me on here. Yeah, I appreciate you know the time and everything.
0: Well, hey, man, no, it's it, no pro, no problem. It was a pleasure talking to you, especially, you know, one of the top corners in San Diego for the class of 2021 that that I saw San Diego football tweet out, man. Like, you know, you're a rising star and a good kid, and you got a good head on your shoulders, and I'm here wishing you nothing but the best going forward, my man. Thank hey, you, man.
1: Um, yeah, I definitely appreciate it. All my parents appreciate it also.
0: I'd like to once again take the time to thank Jaden for sitting down and talking with us today, great kid, great personality. Whatever college program he lands with, they're getting a great premier corner right there. And remember, for more player interviews like these, you can check us out on our website at www.insidethehatches.com. You can also find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Inside the Hashes is there. You can also find us on our social media. On Facebook, we are Inside the Hashes. On Instagram, we are at Inside the Hashes. And on Twitter, we are InsideHashes. For player interviews and for inside the hashes, my name is Juan pablo Wooding Camargo. We'll see you next time.